This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. We're happy to say that Veridesk is a proud sponsor of the Fit Bottomed Girls podcast and our go-to choice for an active workspace. Veridesk quickly and easily transforms your desk into a standing desk, and you can try it all risk-free for 30 days with free shipping both ways. Find out more at veridesk.com. That's V-A-R-I-desk.com. Welcome back to the Fit Bottomed Girls podcast. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have Jen. Oh. And we have Kristen. And we have a fascinating guest today. His name, and it's his real name, is Millionaire Hoy. He is a trainer in Chicago. He has a YouTube channel. And Jen, do you want to give them a little bit of backstory about him? Because we just, as soon as we saw his video, we were all totally on board with this interview. Yeah, we can include his, this this kind of intro video in the notes because he, he, you know, obviously he tells his own story better than I can tell his story. But yeah, he overworked himself. He, and he talked about this in our interview a little bit too, but he overworked himself to the point where he was, you know, having some serious health issues in the hospital. I was like, man, I need to get this, I need to get this together. And then once he started getting healthy and, you know, working out and eating right, he looked around at his community and other people like him and was like, man, there is a, there is a, a lot of change that I can, I can help here. There's a lot of ways that I can help. And he actually says in the interview, um, I love this quote, if you have the ability, you have the responsibility. That's my favorite. Love that. I, isn't that good? Yes. And so he's like, you know what? Um, and he was a graphic designer and he was like, I have these skills. I have this knowledge. I'm, I'm going to create a YouTube channel. And I'm, well, and I guess originally he actually just started teaching boot camps in parks. And then it was Chicago weather and it was so cold that he was like, okay, you know, we're, we got to move this inside. And he also decided... Uh, I want to do this for free because people need this and everyone like health should be free. Like everyone should be able to, to be healthy and feel good. And his wife was just like, okay, yes. <laughs> I'm sure there are more discussions than that, but I mean, fully supportive. I think then they just had a couple of kids. Now they have five kids and then he has just grown his YouTube channel through a lot of sweat. And I mean, literally and hard work and his positive attitude is just completely infectious and I mean there's even um he talks about this in the in not in our video it in our interview but in the the video that we can link to is that there's one of his videos where he's you know doing a workout and literally there are there are gunshots because that's the reality of his neighborhood and you know he hits the ground not to do a burpee but to miss gunfire mm-hmm. so um it, it's just it's really powerful and he I mean, I just kind of wanted to like high five him because I'm like, thank you. Like, thank you for what you're you're doing. It was cool. You're in the fist bump nation for him. So yeah, the fist bump family. So he gave free boot camp classes in Chicago, south side of Chicago for people who really needed it. And like we said, during camp, they would give each other high fives. Like everybody would do that at the beginning and at the end. And then he realized with 
YouTube, you can't exactly smack the camera and have that look really nice. So they do a fist bump. So you do the work and you fist bump him with that. And he's got so many followers on there. He goes to all the YouTube conferences because he's so popular. And Jen and I were just completely, he's so humble and nice and normal. And just, uh, he gets up every day at 4.30 a.m., by the way, you guys, like just to do all this. So I, I found him so inspiring. And, and Jen, what was your favorite quote from this interview? Oh, besides if you have the ability, you have the responsibility, but uh, I really like simple things are profound. He said that Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's so telling of, I mean, so many different areas of your life that, I mean, really it is the simple things that are profound, Um, but then also practices underrated because I think that really speaks to the work that he's put into his channel and his life and that applies to health and fitness and that applies to career and that, I mean, that applies to self-love, that applies to everything. So we were talking off the air about like the things in our our lives, like we went out of our comfort zone and it just took a little nudging and stuff like that and a little extra work, but it's starting to pay off. And so I just wanted to know like what things you guys have worked on that, you know, it just took you out of your comfort zone, be just a little work here and a little work there and then boom, something special happened. So for me, on a very, like, fitness-oriented area, pull-ups. Pull-ups are one of those things where I originally started going to my gym, the Fitbit, and was like, I want to be able to do pull-ups, like those badass girls in there. And, yeah, it took me, like, uh, more than a year. And I started out on the bands, or I started out doing body rows, um, kind of like on a TRX. And then I started doing using a resistance band around my knees to be able to pull myself up. And then, you know, uh, a thinner, a thinner, a thinner one. So there were, I was lifting more of my body weight up and just keep pushing, pushing, pushing slowly, very slowly, or it seemed like, you, you know, I was never going to be able to do a pull-up until, you know, finally, then I got up on the bar and was like, okay, well, if you're going to do a kipping pull-up with like some of the momentum, there's a little bit of a technique to it. So not only do you have to have the body strength to be able to get up there and, you know, be able to do the motion, but then you actually have to work on the actual movement. So, and I don't know, I think I'm probably like a lot of people in that, like, you don't like to do things where you look completely stupid, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's my favorite. I know. I love to look stupid for people. Oh my gosh, please. I try to get strangers to laugh at me all the time. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I love falling down in front of people. So, um, so it was also one of those things where I was like, okay, I have to, you know, like hop up on the bar and I'd kind of do it at the end of, you know, workouts and classes and, have um my friend Cheryl who runs the gym you know be like kind of give me some pointers knowing that I look like you know a freaking like fish flopping around on a bar and attempting to do a pull-up here um a keeping pull-up and you know eventually like with her help and looking stupid got it you know and it just but it was that it didn't happen overnight definitely every piece kind of had to had to go in line and go in order but now I can do it you know and it's it's totally it's totally in absolutely worth it. And I think on a um, non-fitness note, as terms of practice goes, just like even in terms of like the business and like pushing my own um, limits of comfort with being, oh, like how much like personal stuff is is appropriate that I feel comfortable sharing on the sites. I think that's also kind of been a practice that has kind of been push forward and move back and push forward and move back and push forward and move back until it's at a place where it's um, really comfortable, but does allow, um, I think Kristen probably agree with this, you know, us to have really personal connections with, with readers without maybe giving up everything. 
you know, like that being like a Kardashian. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, that's kind of been really interesting, especially with like my husband and I, it took a, a long time for us to have our first, our kiddo, our daughter. And, you know, I was like, okay, am I going to share, you know, our fertility struggles? Am I going to talk about that? Am I not going to talk about that? How am I going to talk about that? And it was really freaking scary to begin to do it. But once I started telling kind of our own journey and sharing my own thoughts, it was not only cathartic for me, but it, it helped a lot of other people who then could comment and, you know, say like, we're going through this too. It kind of helped break down a lot of those barriers on, um, on infertility and kind of like the shame and emotions and heartache and stuff that comes from that. So that's kind of another area where it's like, you know, and now um, that we're actually trying to have another child, like I've, you know, it's easier for me to kind of write about that and talk about that on the sites because I have that, that background, that practice of being basically being vulnerable. So I guess my whole point here is it's cool to be vulnerable and look stupid. <laughs> yeah, You're not wrong. Right. What about you, Kristen? I know oh. you good. I know you got something good. <laughs> Uh, nope, nothing, pass. <laughs> um, no, uh, so I think that things that I have to talk about have as much to do with um, the importance of practice as they do with the importance of consistency. Because, like, for one thing, like, if we're talking about the physical stuff, we can very easily look at swimming. Uh, when I started swimming, like, in a class, when I was, I don't know, 29 or something was pretty fast at getting across the pool but had no idea what I was doing Um, and it took you know getting in the pool two to three times a week every week for months and months and months before I really developed a technique that looked like what it was supposed to look like and then once I had that building strength and speed on top of it was was natural but it took so much work to get to a point where I could even start focusing on the speed until until that moment until I stopped having to think about every single motion I was making it was really like the only focus could be on technique because without technique you have nothing so and and then you know I went from there I I was doing pretty well I was pretty competitive and now in the last year or so I have spent very little time in the pool and it is astounding how slow I've gotten and I'm I don't even want to have anybody video me because I know what it's going to look like and it's going to be bad. Now, when I, I'm looking at kind of getting back into it, starting again, um, and I know that it won't be as bad as when I initially started, but it's still, there's, having just dropped my consistency means that I have to start from lower than where I left off by a lot. And then another, another part of that in my life is, Oh my God, this is so uncomfortable <laughs> to talk about. You're in a safe space. Safe it, space. Safe space. Just a few thousand people. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to kill you later. Um, is writing fiction. So like the, the people close to me and some people who aren't all that close to me know that I've been working on, um, working on a novel for uh, solidly two years, um, maybe more. And it's really hard. Like writing a book is really hard, but people do it. And I'm a decent writer. So in theory, like I should be able to do this. And what I do find is that when I, when I really prioritize making that, a, um, if not a daily habit, at least a regular practice, my God, is it easier to sit down and, and, you know, 
bang out a couple thousand words and, you know, feel like I'm making progress when I let the manuscript sit for a few weeks. And, and I mean, like, I'm always thinking about it. I'm always journaling about it. And I'm like, there's always stuff going on, but it's not the same as actually sitting down and writing words on a page. And it, it really is just incredible how much easier it is when I've got a little bit of flow going and I can sit down and be like, oh yes, my body remembers doing this. And I remember what it felt like to have those words come through and show up on the page and then read them back and be like, oh yeah, that is kind of funny. Ha ha ha. Which is exactly how it works all the time, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> There's never any, oh, this is crap. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, wow. I hope everybody else is less uncomfortable than I am right now. Thank you for sharing, Chris. Um, that was amazing. Thank you for sharing. Oh, Yay. Margo, let's move on to you. Okay. What, what do you practice? Maybe, are, maybe are at one point at? we can interview you about oh, your Jen, book. Jen, oh. I'm going to vomit. Don't. <laughs> uh, I personally like pushing Kristen far out of her comfort zone. It's super fun. <laughs> You're a good friend. She's an amazing, talented writer. For reals. Absolutely. I can't wait to read it. Not decent. Not decent. Really good. So I guess for me, it's this show. I I started doing it as a hobby, podcasting as a hobby with a friend of mine who's also named Margo and had no idea what I was doing, like how to talk into a microphone, just simple things like how to record a conversation, how to mic the levels so that they come out even so one person doesn't sound like 10 times louder than the other person and how to speak more clearly and little things like that. And then, learning, ooh, I'm learning how to edit, use editing equipment and taking out the ums and uhs and stuff like that. And just the little things over and over and over again as you do it. And then one day I became a producer, you know? And then one day I was like, I should talk to Fit Bottom Girls and see if they want to do this. And that's just basically what it was. Like, it's just this little journey. I didn't know where it was going to go. Uh, but then I found you guys. And then, like, boom, here we are. Like, you know, we meet every other week and we talk and we, you know, we kibitz and we have a lot of fun together. And we get to talk to the most amazing people. And it's just been incredible. And, Margot, I think you should also point out the level of persistence you had with us because we were like, no, we don't want to do a podcast. We don't know how to do that. That's, that I don't know. We outside don't... my comfort zone. We're no. like, we, don't, we don't talk. We write. I don't, the great idea, right. Margo, but no. What's it going to sound like? And I was kind of like, I don't know, kind of like this and a that, but we'll figure it out as we go. We all kind of did it, though. We went, went on and a journey. Kept, you just kept asking. And then eventually we were like, let's do it. And then once you so. do it, you get better and better every time. You know, it's yeah. just that's been like really fun. It's the storytelling has been really cool learning how to do that in this medium, in this way versus writing. So uh, that's like for me. So that's been like super fun. And like what we did today, talking to Millionaire Hoy, like when would I ever get to talk to somebody like him? You yep. know, and I get his oh my, yeah. full attention. You know, I can yeah. ask him anything I want. And we we met Jillian Michaels for Pete's sakes. And we had, you know, Bob Harper. We had like so many amazing, super cool people. And it's just because a few years ago, I just started podcasting as a hobby. Hell yeah. Hi High five, Margo. High five, Thank you. y'all. Right. High five. I would not be friends with Meb Kofleski without you. Right. So. <laughs> That is that is the truth. I <laughs> that owe it is all some to of you. the that is some of the greatest audio, by the way, we, we've caught on that show is Meb and Meb, Kristen gushing. That was good. That See, was... I'm really good at this. Yes, oh <laughs> that was amazing. You guys are going to replace me at no. some point. Like, hi, can we have somebody who knows what to do and can talk without um, tripping over themselves and getting all sweaty? No, but now now I want to ask you about your novel every time. <laughs> yep. I 
promise they won't. I promise they won't. But I will still want to. The need, the desire will still be there. So why don't we just like get in- go for it? <laughs> so why don't we just get into this interview right now with Millionaire? He's like, you guys are just oh, God, gonna yes. love him. He's wonderful. And seriously, if people do want to tell us what their like things they have overcome or things they've practiced to get to a final point, I think that'd be a really cool thing for us to hear about. Maybe on a Twitter at FitBottomGirl. We'd love to hear those stories. You can email us at um, podcast at FitBottomGirls.com. And um, maybe we can share some of those stories later or just make us feel better about ours. Yeah, absolutely, you guys. That's a great idea. So please reach out to us. We want to hear from you on Facebook, on Twitter. You know, send us an email, podcast at fitbottomgirls.com and tell us what you think of the show and what, what how we've inspired you and what you're working on and what you want to, your goals and stuff like that. Let's be there together for each other. Yeah. Let's be uncomfortable with one another. Yes. Let's be uncomfortable together. That's right. <laughs> so we can do amazing things, like talk to Millionaire Hoy. Did you know that being more active at work like standing more and sitting less, can help improve your health, reduce back pain, boost energy, and increase both your metabolism and your productivity? True story. And our favorite way to get those benefits is with Veridesk. See for yourself at veridesk.com. That's V-A-R-I-desk.com. Millionaire Hoy studied graphic design at ITT Technical Institute and is an online fitness trainer from Chicago. Millionaire offers hundreds of free fitness videos online and truly believes that health and fitness solutions should be available to anyone and everyone, regardless of their income. He's here today to talk about his YouTube channel and his plans for the future. Welcome to the show, Millionaire Hoy. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome so much. This is FBG Margo, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hello. So you cannot believe how excited we are to have you on the show. You know, as soon as I saw the video of your life story, I really wanted to talk to you. So can you please give our listeners a little bit of background on who you are and how you started your YouTube channel? Awesome. Well, my name is Millionaire Hoy, and yes, that is my biological name. I don't know if it's biological, but that's my name I was born with. My parents (laughs) gave it to me. I am a fitness trainer, online fitness trainer. I have a YouTube channel and other uh, social media platforms. Uh, but on YouTube, we have over 840 free workout videos. And the thing that we wanted to do is um, we wanted to make sure that people can get in shape no matter what your financial situation is. So just having something free and uh, making it to where, you know, getting in shape isn't necessarily a privilege. That's only for people who have money. But uh, free health and fitness is available to everyone. And the way I got into fitness is a few years ago, maybe about seven years ago, I was a graphic designer. I was working full time and I was also at the time a parent of three. We now have five kids. No. So, yeah, I just had we just had our third child. And what happened was I was working so hard in order to provide something better for my family. I ended up being hospitalized by working close to three jobs or working nonstop and working on computer a lot. Uh, I got what's called an ocular migraine. And um, what that is, is basically you get these severe headaches, hallucinations and you can faint. And so I was hospitalized for almost four days. Um, and in that time, just had a lot of time to sit down and reflect, think about the lifestyle choices I was making, thinking about my health, um, how I was eating a lot of junk and not getting enough sleep and no exercise. And I decided I wanted to turn my life around. I got into fitness. And uh, once I found how be- how much better you can feel when you're in shape, I went to uh, spread that with the world. We did uh, free boot camps in Chicago for two years. And then I started doing online videos uh, for people who were coming to my boot camps because Chicago weather is crazy. And um, 
here we are today. Wow. Yeah, that whole story um, is just so that's so crazy. I mean, I've never I've never heard of someone like having that bad of a migraine that lands you in the hospital and then just leads to a complete like totally complete life change. I know with a lot of people that we have talked to who have gotten healthier and kind of embarked on a healthy journey, they do have some sort of an aha moment, but it's not always like a very linear linear progression from, you know, being from being like living an unhealthy lifestyle to like being healthy. Since you had such a big kind of aha moment with your health, did you find that you were just like done with that unhealthy lifestyle and it was easy to kind of like switch over and make those changes or was it kind of a bumpy process to get yourself healthy? Well, I would have to, to be honest, it was, it was bumpy. Um, I had a lot of assistance. I grew up with parents who were very, uh, very health conscious. I was born and raised vegetarian and, um, you know, just having parents who always cared about health, always had, you know, fresh ingredients, always cooked things as close to raw as possible and uh, made sure we knew about health. Um, you know, that having that to fall back on was very helpful, but obviously having strayed away from that and being rebellious, um, I did have that to fall back on, but we did things gradually. I, first thing I did was cut out sodas from my diet. My wife and I started doing that. And then we gradually started getting rid of other things. Um, and then just started educating ourselves because there was so much misinformation we had about getting in shape and, and being healthy that um, we, we, it was kind of bumpy, but you know, we welcomed the process and the challenge. So going back to your videos, how do you prepare for, for them? Do you take suggestions from your viewers or do you plan them out weeks in advance? How do you put them together? Oh, that's kind of crazy. Um, we do all types of things. Uh, you know, we, we're always trying to stay creative and we're actually in the process of rolling out um, a lot of different experimental type of videos to really shake things up. Um, on our YouTube channel, but we definitely take suggestions. Um, uh, I do a lot of the craziness comes from my mind as well. And it's it's really a collaborative process. Um, so, uh, you know, like say for instance, this morning, I, I got up at 6.30 in the morning, shot a workout video. Um, it was from an idea that someone suggested on our Patreon page. And um, I put together the workout, shot it, woke up my entire family this morning. And, you know, that's just the way it went. Uh, but we do um, produce edit, direct, all of that. They call it a YouTube, they call it a predator, somebody who produces, edits, and kind of does everything <laughs> all on their own. Um, so it's the one-man shop right now. My wife does help out as well. And, um, you know, we're just doing the best we can and having fun along the way. That's awesome. So out of, like, there are so many different YouTube channels out there, and there are so many great different resources for health and fitness and workouts and stuff. What do you think it is about your channel that really makes it different and kind of makes it stand out? Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we just talked about already is just collaborating. Um, a lot of stuff that we have on our channel, we actually listened to the audience and um, created, and a lot of it was hard. So I did have a background as a graphic designer, so I'm able to put together some things different graphically, but um, listening to our audience and creating a modified window on all of our workouts. So if people can't do the crazy moves, they can look right at the top and see something to modify the entire time we're doing a workout, or people want a calorie counter on screen, or um, you know, having the, the workout titles and stuff like that. So those are some things uh, objectively that people like, but um, subjectively people really like the connection that they have. What we wanna do is make it as close as possible to working out side by side or you know, in front of each other. That's why we have the whole fist bump movement. Uh, when I used to do boot camps, we used to give high fives to each other at the end of the boot camp. And that didn't necessarily translate too well onto camera because it's like I'm 
pushing my hand at the camera. Uh, so <laughs> okay. we started doing a fist bump. That way, when you finish the workout, you can put your fist at the screen. I can put it there, and we can know that we're connected no matter where we are. Uh, we also like to really focus on using your body to build a better body. So you don't need a lot of equipment. You need to buy a lot of fancy gadgets. You are all you need to really get in the best shape. And so um, things like that. And uh, from, for a lot of people, it comes down to personality. Some people identify with other channels and I've collaborated with other channels and I appreciate that as well. But, you know, it's just different personalities, I guess. And people prefer the craziness that I bring. <laughs> so we all know how hard it is to fit in a workout some days. And when you have just so much going on, I mean, I don't have five kids like you do, but, it, you know, sometimes I'm super time crunched. So what are your favorite go-to moves or workouts when you don't have an hour to spare or even like a half an hour to spare? What do you go for? Oh, that's great. Uh, I used, when I first started doing my YouTube channel and decided I wanted to do fitness for free and I stopped training clients, I actually went and got a retail job and I worked that full time in order to build my YouTube channel up. I worked there for a year. And so with that, I was back in the position of I don't have a lot of time, but I know what I'm fighting for. So I used to sneak into the, the big dressing room uh, because I worked in retail and I would do certain sets of exercises. I used to love to do mountain climbers or quick sprints or dips on the bench where you would sit for your clothes. Um, but now if I'm really crunched on time, which does happen, I do small workouts throughout the entire day. So I may do like uh, 10 different sets of uh, a few different exercises. So I might hit 10 pull-ups and then do some squats and, you know, probably lift some dumbbells or something like that. But I'll do that 10 times throughout the day and space out what would be like a 45, 60-minute workout in small five-minute sets like that. So, you know, it helps me like unwind from when I'm working and stuff like that. I can go work out really, really quick and then come back to my work and still get a full workout. So I love that story. Um, I think it was in one of the videos I saw on your channel about you working out in the in the dressing room, like the large dressing room in retail. I, yeah. I, like I just I'm picturing that. I'm like, that is so awesome. Did you ever, I have to ask, like, did you ever get like I hate to say caught, but did you did was someone ever like, what is happening in that dressing room? There were a few times. So here's, here's the, the one interesting thing about the dressing room. So the larger dressing room was all obviously the accessible dressing room. So if somebody had a wheelchair or something like that, they would need to use that. I've had a few times where I kind of had to get out of there due to <laughs> situations like that. But everyone at the job knew that I was crazy. They knew where my heart was. And I was always there. And they could come to me, talk to me about tips. Or during lunch breaks, they would always pick at me and you know, talk about what I'm eating and, oh, why are you eating that? Or your beans smell funny or whatever have you. So <laughs> everybody knew I was crazy anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I used to be a retail rat myself. Um, and I have to tell you, every year around the holidays, I get so kind of giddy and excited because I don't have to work retail that time of year. I just remember how hard it was, you know, November and December working in the retail world. But, um, oh, you know, you know. So I just want to know, it can be challenging to eat well, depending on where you live and what sort of grocery stores you have in your neighborhood or near your office. So what are your tips for maintaining a healthy diet when your food choices aren't exactly plentiful? Mm, that's a tough one. For me, one of the challenges I currently face with that is travel. But uh, staying on the south side of Chicago, um, you may not know this, but that's was considered a food desert. It's mostly corner stores and you know, liquor stores where people get their food, unfortunately. Uh, so when I was staying out that way, my wife and I would travel all the way, um, probably 30, almost 40 minutes uh, downtown Chicago. And we would go to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and stuff like that and get our uh, ingredients. Now, unfortunately, because of that, we 
because of the travel, we weren't able to shop fresh ingredients like we do every, you know, two to three days. We kind of re-up. But, you know, for me, it's really about a lot of times knowing why you're doing something um, allows you to figure out the how. And uh, with diet, that was kind of one of the things for me. So um, knowing how important it was to have a healthy diet, I had to honestly make sacrifices. It, it really wasn't easy. But now, I mean, you know, there are things you can do if you don't have a lot of money. You know, you can buy things that are expensive, bananas, beans, uh, for some people, tuna, uh, chicken, stuff like that. And so just figuring out what your circumstances are and then trying to find solutions uh, based off of that to kind of counter those problems that you have. Um, it's kind of a way of going around different situations where food is, you know, a battle. Can you talk a little bit about your family and how um, and how they kind of help to support you to do this? Almost definitely. I mean, you know, uh, my family is the reason I got into fitness in the first place. Um, just being in the hospital and having my wife, my kids and my family coming and seeing me really, you know, I felt honestly, not to sound dark, but it felt like I was on my deathbed and they were all coming and looking at me with those eyes of, um, mm. you know, if you ever knew someone who may have tried to hurt themselves or something like that. And for me, it was just trying to work hard. I was working hard for my family. And, you know, with that, I had to kind of find a way to work hard and smart and think of the bigger picture. So uh, throughout the years, my family has been absolutely supportive. My wife has been my muse and my, my children as well. When I started training people after I really got into fitness, you know, I kind of had an aha moment when I decided that I no longer wanted to train uh, for money and I wanted to find a way to make fitness free. And in order to do that, I had to look at my wife and tell her, you know, we have to cut off. Basically, if I'm going to stop training, I have to cut off all my income and I don't have a plan. You know, I wasn't really even thinking of doing YouTube as that. I was just doing boot camps. I didn't really have a plan. I was just, you know, my heart is telling me that I want to change how people have access to fitness. And so having that support with my wife and with my children, even if it's them having to be quiet when we're living in a three-bedroom apartment and I'm shooting workout videos or us dedicating the only large room we had in our house to being a fitness place, you know, I absolutely couldn't do this without them. Just think of how big of an inspiration, though, I'm sure you are to them, you know, for your kids to, like, you know, mm -hmm. look up and be like, wow, this is what, you know, my parents value. This is what they do. This is who they are. I think that's really cool. Oh, thanks. You know, and they love it. Like when I go to YouTube events and stuff like that, they're like, oh, if you see this YouTuber, can you get a picture? And, <laughs> you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a kind of cool thing. They kind of brag to their friends about um, the life. But it, it wasn't necessarily easy starting off, but they, they definitely enjoy it now. So can you tell us who are your fitness and motivation heroes? Oh, there are a lot. A lot of the people that I follow are on Instagram. People like uh, Massey Arias or uh, Kaiser Karenin, you know, Shanti definitely. Uh, for Shanti, has been a huge inspiration for me. A lot of people on YouTube say, you know, um, that I remind them of, uh, mm -hmm. I remind them of him or whatever have you. And he was one of the people who opened my world to fitness. So uh, when I first got into fitness, my uncle allowed me to borrow his P90X DVD um, that he had collecting dust. And it changed, you know, my world. And after doing P90X, I took on Insanity. And that was my first introduction to hit exercises. And when I did that and having Shanti, somebody I can absolutely relate to, he talked slang just like I did. He, you know, made funny jokes and stuff like that. Um, that just changed my entire outlook on fitness. And I knew that fitness can be fun. So I would say Shanti is definitely my biggest inspiration. Right after that, I would say Massey and uh, Kaiser Fit. 
if someone is just starting out on their, their health or weight loss journey, what advice, like what's the best piece of advice that you can give them? My best piece of advice for um, anyone, no matter what level you're at, is to practice. Now, that sounds very simple, but sometimes for me, or you know, oftentimes, simple things are profound. And what I mean by that is to um, start from where you are, push a little bit outside of your comfort zone, and you know, progress over time. So say, for instance, even with me, like right now, I do a lot of crazy stuff on YouTube, but there's some things I can't do. So I'm practicing my pistol squat. Um, I'm getting better with my plants. I'm working and practicing on yoga and my flexibility. Um, so I think practice is something that we all can do. And I think it's underrated. You know, being able to look at a goal and you, you're looking at exercise or you're, some people looking at me, that's one reason we have the modifications on our workouts and so that people can say, you know what, I can start here and I can eventually progress to, you know, get somewhere else. So my biggest advice would be to practice and, you know, try not to rush um, into things and to learn and improve over time. So can you talk to us about what an average day is like for you? Like what time do you normally get up in the morning? When do you start taping? You know, what is your day like? It varies. Um, a lot of times it goes, uh, well, some things don't vary. And that's when I wake up, when I go to sleep, I, I, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning wow. and I go to sleep at 9.30. Wow. And so right now I'm getting about seven hours of sleep. I want to get that up to eight. So uh, I'm thinking, should I go to sleep early? Because I kind of like waking up early in the morning. But I wake up early. I, I check, uh, uh, you know, social media. I respond to people online. You know, I start planning out my day. I write down a to-do list. Uh, it's very basic, but I write down what I want to do, things that I want to work on, things that I have to get back to. Uh, and then I start, you know, usually choreographing um, a workout that we're going to shoot for that day, mm. collaborating with different ideas uh, for people on our, my Patreon. And from there, I probably shoot. Now, I recently had a calf injury, so I've kind of been out for the last two mm. months. And I'm just now recovering uh, and getting back to doing full workouts yesterday. But before that, it's pretty much shooting every day. So mm. between having things for Patreon, having things for YouTube, having things for Instagram, and, you know, you know, I usually shoot around the kids go to school, so about 9.30, edit after that, and then, you know, get back into it. So it's usually a little bit chaos. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. So with, you know, your past history where you, you know, you were working so much and working so much besides, you know, I know you talked a little bit about like your sleep and stuff. What, how much do you think about your own self-care and making sure that, you know, you're working towards your goals, but, you know, also still taking care of yourself so that you, you do remain healthy. I think about it all the time. And, you know, for me, I just try to remain positive. I am a person who, um, it can be looked at as a fortunate or unfortunate thing. I, I like to work. Um, yeah. And that's one thing that was driven into me. I come from a musical family. We used to wake up. Uh, I was in a, actually a family band growing up. And uh, we wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And we would practice long tones with our instruments. I played the trumpet. And so um, just work ethic is something that's been kind of drilled into me growing up. And having parents who were pretty, pretty eccentric and awesome. So for me, I'm kind of a workaholic. But I do have to tone it down a little bit and make sure that I'm, um, you know, looking after myself. And a lot of times I tell my wife, like, hey, look, I can't take care of me. I need your help. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like it's things that I can't see that she'll see. So I kind of have her correct me or, you know, autocorrect um, when I'm kind of going overboard. So can you tell us a little bit about this Patreon page? Like, what do you offer with it? 
Oh, with Patreon, for me, I wanted a way, um, now that our YouTube channel has grown so much, uh, we're currently at, you know, 211,000 subscribers, which is absolutely awesome that we're reaching that many people with our message. I wanted to be able to continue to talk and have a community, um, but it's kind of hard now with 850 videos that all get comments and, you know, that are all, you know, getting views and stuff like that to answer every comment. And that's one thing I used to pride myself on um, when I was starting is that I never let a comment slip through the cracks. I always res responded. Mm -hmm. And so what we do on uh, our Patreon, our Fist Bump family, uh, which you can find at fistbumpfamily.com, is, you know, it's about us coming together as a family and connecting. So we do offer lots of perks from things like monthly workout calendars that we, where we are all doing the same workouts and we're all pushing with each other. Um, obviously, we communicate and, um, you know, collaborate there. Uh, we also do exclusive workouts and live workouts every week. So for me, I wanted something to where I could really connect with the people who are, you know, doing our workouts and, and really have kind of a feeling of, uh, that I had when I was back in doing boot camps. Um, so it's really about connecting there. And with that, what we do there at the hub, we then spread out onto YouTube and create even better content. So what's the next big thing for you, do you think? You know what? I don't know. I'm always, you know, keeping my eyes open, keeping my ears to the streets, um, listening to, you know, ideas and stuff like that. I have a few key things that I'm working on. Some things I actually can't talk about yet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's fun, right? um, but for me, I just want to take things to the next level and be able to help more people. It's a beautiful thing when, you know, I look at YouTube, even videos that don't get a lot of views. And I say, you know what? This one view that I got on this video with somebody actively deciding to do something positive in their day and making that choice to hit the button. I know for a lot of people, that's a hard thing to do. So yeah. um, I just absolutely appreciate that and want to be able to help more people. Yeah. So are your kids really active? I mean, do you guys spend a lot of time together as a family like outdoors and stuff like that? We don't do too much outdoors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chicago, I just realized like, yeah, it's cold to have the year, but when it's nice out, <laughs> yeah, I just know the other day. So um, we, you know, when it's nice out, we do lots of great things. Uh, they have, you know, Chicago is a great city where you can't even build like buildings on the lakefront. Right. And so our lakefront is open. So we love to, you know, hit the lakefront, you know, um, go to beach, go to the beach or, you know, have some of the actually cool fitness programs they have here in Chicago that they, a lot of them are free. Like they have free yogas every Saturday in Millennium Park, um, Tai Chi, you know, Pilates, all types of cool stuff there so um we like to get out our kids are very active actually you know some more than others obviously you know <laughs> don't have their own personality but my, my daughter she plays volleyball um my son he was actually in one of my workout videos and he actually shoots his own workout videos but um awesome. know, he wants cool. to start to channel but he's not 13 yet so i'm not i'm not doing that but yeah um, how, how old are your kids wow um so they they, they range from uh two years old to 15. Oh my God. Uh, so, yeah. As a parent of one, two and a half year old, <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's like so many parenting has to like so many different like stages and needs and you know, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you do that? Do you, got any, you got any tips for me? <laughs> we, I, I have, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm just very lucky. You know, our kids are awesome. They probably inherited from their mother. <laughs> they, you know, they do a lot of the maintenance on their own and they're very understanding and, you know, um, they don't get into much trouble, you know, so. 
So, Jen, do you have another question? I, I think I can ask him our last question if you, you think you're ready. I do. I'll do one more, and then, Margot, you can, you can end it. I would just love to know the, the best piece of advice you have ever received in your life. Oh, man. I know that's a big question, uh, right? That is a big question. Um, off the top, my father is a huge inspiration to me. He passed when I was 12 years old, and I met him when I was five. And so we had seven years together. And in those years, he really helped shape me into the person that I am. And one of the things that he taught me was that, uh, you know, as a man, he, he said, a man owes the world his legacy. And well, it's a great time to forget that. <laughs> but uh, basically, he told me that the, the, basically your legacy um, is what you owe the world. So in your children and in your profession. And he was a musician. So. He loved to teach and do a lot of um, social work that involved music. And so he always taught me to give back. And so pretty much, you know, all those lessons that I learned from him helped shape exactly what I do um, right now. And, and knowing that, you know, if you, you know, have the uh, ability, you have the responsibility. So it's mm, beautiful. So I actually have two questions for you. Awesome. Okay. One, uh, what can you say about Chicago style pizza? <laughs> a lot, actually, <laughs> we're gonna, we um, went deep, and now we're getting like, deep, really yeah. deep. <laughs> you know, I've had pretty much it's one spot in Chicago. It starts with a P. I don't remember the name of it, but everybody's saying it's the best piece. I haven't had it. For me, Luminati's is the best. After that, Giordano's. You know, if you're on the South Side, Beggar's Pizza. But you can get some pizza from regular like shops in Chicago. That's really, really good. And um, that was one of the hardest things to try to kick. I honestly still have pizza every now and then, but yeah. uh, there's just so many options of great pizza. And where I live now, there's every pizza shop you could ever want. So it's just ridiculous leaving a house. It's the same thing here. I live in Brooklyn, and there's like a pizza place, pizzeria everywhere. You can just smell it when you're walking around. It can make you a little crazy. So uh, my last question for you, it's a question we ask everybody who appears on the show. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Millionaire. What was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? I actually listened to Queer. Um, this is the name of the song by Brock Hampton. Hampton. Brock Hampton. They're an independent uh, group, and it's the first song of theirs I've ever heard, and it's still on my computer right now. So, oh, uh, awesome. Hampton, Queer. It's an interesting song. Yeah, we'll look it up. Yeah, we're definitely going to look that up. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're a true inspiration. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.